It's time for Tim. The Tim Weisberg Show on 1420 WBSM and streaming live on WBSM.com and the WBSM app. Talk to Tim now at 508-996-0500 or send him a message through the WBSM app. And now, WBSM's big gun, Tim Weisberg. And welcome in. It is the third and final hour here on Monday, and we're going to be turning on the light in just a moment. But before we do that, I got an app chat message uh, from Blue Googs in Fairhaven, who is, uh, of course, anybody knows, uh, doesn't like me very much. He says, hey, Timmy Daddy. That's because I told him he has to call me Daddy. Stop the one-sided view of the candidate for school committee. It is very obvious you are against her. Stop trying to sway the election. Is it because she's not a woke candidate? Uh, Well, I actually think her ideas are ridiculous, yes. But it's also because um, I'm paid to talk and give my opinions, so I can give my opinions about political candidates. So I'm sorry it doesn't fit what you like. If you want, you can grab your blankie and climb into the corner. You know, is that your little safe space, Snowflake? You can go wrap yourself up and you can cover up and listen. You don't have to listen to the last hour, you know. Put on some soothing music to make you feel better, you whiny baby. Sorry, Jack. Hold on, Jack. There you go. Also, to criticize you for, as an opinion commentator for trying to sway the election, that's what opinion commentators do, and it happens on the right side of the issues well, all I, the time. If, like if, the, if Barry comes in at, at, at 12.15 and talks for you know three hours about how everybody in Freetown Lakeville needs to get out and go vote for Kayla Churchill, yeah. are you going to send the same app chat message to him? Yeah. No, you just don't like it because I, 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 like yeah. I, I don't like somebody that you like. Yeah. First so. Amendment opinions are protected in America. I'm sorry that I, I've worked my way into a position where I get paid because people actually want to hear my opinions and I read your app chat message and people say, why do you read the app chat messages from that, that goof? So <laughs> I'm sorry that this is my job and, and, and your job is just to text in and, and cry about it. Anyway, as you sit in your basement uh, with nothing else to do, I said that to a guest, uh, I said that to a caller last week, and I want to say this if he's listening. So I, I yelled at this guy and you know who it is, the guy that I always kind of just have a short leash for. And uh, and I told him that his tinfoil hat was too tight, and I mentioned that he's living in his mom's basement, and he, call, he called back. That's and, my father's basement. No, he called back, and he had a very good response. It was very funny. So I, I, I was laughing when I heard your response, so I just want to let you know that. I, I was going to come in and tell Barry. I was going to jump on the mic and, and you know just let you know that I thought that was funny, but I didn't want to interrupt the flow of, of Barry's callers. But I did hear it, and I thought that was a very good response. So uh, anyway, let me come over here to this computer here. Right now let's uh, cue up the Rolling Stones. Because it is Monday, it is the 11 o'clock hour, and it is time to turn on the light with Jack Spillane of New Bedford Light. Good morning, Jack. How are you? Let's let the sun shine in. It's, uh, well, we've got the shades down a little bit, but that's because it gets too warm in here otherwise. So, uh, I asked Council President Morad about your suggestion in your column this week, but I don't think she liked the idea very much. Uh, I'm, I'm not surprised at that. Uh, that's why they make chocolate and vanilla. Uh, uh, I think... Certainly, if you're going to ask about four-year um, terms being reduced to two-year terms for the mayors, it's fair play to um, 
ask uh, if the council term limits, terms should be limited is at least, if not more, talk about that in the city. There's been talk about limit, limiting the terms of city councils for a long time. Specifically, Councilor Brian Gomes has been on there for 33 years. That's more than enough time to have an effect on your city. The same with Councilor Morad. I think Councilor Carney is right on the edge, but I think she's 12 years. I was recommending four two-year terms, which would be eight years. That's a good long time to influence city government. And then and then perhaps move on to something else, and and maybe you can come back and run for some other office at some point. But I think four years on the on the council is plenty. Well, Otherwise, it really gets to a, be a scorekeeping thing with people who four terms on the council. Not yes, yeah. long term councilors tend to have this scorekeeping thing with whoever is the mayor. They had it with Lang. They had it with Kalis. You know, and some of them really are trying to move from the council's policy making you know, role to an executive role of managing the city. And that's not their role. And so I think it, you know, you have people on the council who have run for mayor multiple times uh, or considered running multiple times. And it's, um, I think it's, it's, it's just uh, holding New Bedford city government back. So let's put that question on. And also as far as taxes, the councilors are claiming that they're concerned about taxes. So that's why they have to put the community preservation act on the ballot because taxes are so high. Well, the same council has, as in recent memory, uh, enacted a 50% pay hike for several city employees, seven or eight city employees, as much as 50%. And they reduced it under pressure from the public, largely brought about by the media, you know, talking about that to reduce it to 25%. The same cost to reduce it further from 25% to 10%, that really is the kind of thing that really will have an effect on taxes. The same thing with the council adamantly refusing to allow the city to move to the state's health insurance plan that will allow some people who are younger with, with less uh, health uh, problems to uh, have far less expensive health insurance. That would really save the city quite a bit more than these proposals on the CPA. So. Let's put them on the ballot too. If we're gonna, if we're gonna waste time and put these non-binding questions, which don't don't even bind anybody anyway. And and as far as the rent stabilization one goes, I'll just throw in that some of the same councilors that put that voted to put rent stabilization on the ballot, no matter what that vote is, you know they will never vote for it to enact it for the city. Well, going back to the four-year mayoral term, when I asked Council President Morad on Friday. Um, what she thought of, of your idea of the term limits for counselors, she asked, well, does Jack support term limits for the mayor? I do. I do. I, I, I certainly would support that. I think uh, uh, two four-year terms for the mayor would be plenty, too. I do support the four-year term because I think that it is necessary for the, for the mayor to make a hard decision in the first or second year of his mayorship. And then by the third or fourth year, if he or she wants to run for re-election, they are not so tied because it has faded from people's memories. So I think that the, the four-year mayoral term, and I do think people have talked about, oh, the council is too weak. The, the, the council is weak for a reason. Does anybody really think that if this city council could could enact um, spending measures, which Congress can enact spending measures, the state legislature can enact spending measures, this council can only cut the budget. That's for a reason. Because people who knew New Bedford were wise enough to know that you do not want people who are responding to everybody who asks them for a favor, for constituent services or whatever, to uh, uh, enact spending measures. And so I, I, I don't think you want to... Um, make this council, which is already mischievous, any stronger than it is. You also pointed out in the column uh, for people not to 
come at you with the argument of, well, there are term limits every time people go to the ballots. Yeah, I, I've never found that convincing because, as I said in the column, you know, by doing favors, you can win a council seat, especially the at-large seats. I think that argument that we're up for re-election every two years is more powerful for the ward seats because it is, in the final election, only two people. But in the at-large seats, you only have to win one of five seats, and there are a limit of ten people running in the final election. That is largely a name recognition um, uh, race. It's been very hard for even good candidates. We've had good candidates that Paul, like Paul Chase that couldn't quite make it on, on their way on. Uh, 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 Shane Burgo did in his first try. That was the exception to the rule. Um, incumbent at-large councilors tend to stay forever, whether they're George Rogers or David Alves or Linda Morad or Brian Gomes. And after a certain amount of time, they just have a lot of memory, a lot of baggage, and you just wonder if they are doing what's best for themselves or best for the city as a whole. Well, you, you put in your, in your article, you're not sure that they would win in a two-person race. I don't think any of them would at this point. I think at one point, Linda Morad certainly would have. She was a strong candidate early in her career. I think she's gotten increasingly bitter and increasingly um, uh, in this. Um, you know, she said last week that she is talking to the mayor, but, but the mayor says she didn't tell him about her, her ballot referendums. So I, I don't know. Uh, I, 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 if you're talking to him and you're just talking about the weather, is that, is that really um, uh, working for city government? So I, I, I think that, you know, I, I think that there is more to that story than, than we know about, about her relationship with the mayor. And um, I hope some of it comes out eventually. Uh, but I, I just think that there's a lot of dysfunction on the city council in a lot of posturing as to this is what we say we're doing but this is the hidden agenda that we have behind the scenes and, and what we're really up to you know what, what what we really want to do and I, I i just think that that's disheartening and i also think that the message is given to young counselors that you need to play ball with us or, or there will be consequences like you know and i i think that's that's too bad well and you had suggested a path to having term limits for the council by the younger counselors banding together to push that that idea forward, I, I, I don't know that yeah. that would work. So, so everybody, when they're running for council as an outsider, s criticizes the incumbents. And everybody, when they're running from the outside, says, well, we really need to have better communication. We really need to do things better than the current councilor uh, does. And then as soon as they get in, they become like the incumbent councilors. And, and, and they, the, the councilor try, try the, the longtime councilors try to take them under their wing. They try to say that, you know, look at it, it's, it's, it's us against the world. It's the city council team. We have to be united to have power against the mayor. And I think that they tend to buy into that. It's very heady stuff to be told that you're part of the council team and, 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 and all of that. I do think you have to be able to disagree without being disagreeable. And I think that there's not enough of that. There's a lot of personalization of issues on the council. Um, and I, I, I just think that eight years is plenty of time for both the mayor and the city council. Now, I know that the, the mayor has been in office for, for, for 12 years. We haven't had that change, change yet. I think overall he's been a good mayor. I, th I think that there are certainly any number of issues that I disagreed with him on. And certainly his style sometimes is hard to take. But um, until they change the rule, like, you know, you have to support who you think are the best candidates. Like, So... Uh, we saw Councillor Burgo put out a press release responding to the mayor's veto. 
about the rent stabilization question. We saw Council President Morad put out a, a statement responding to the veto of the CPA question. And now today we have a, a press release from Councilor Brian Gomes about the four-year mayoral term, that, that um, the question that he proposed. And just your thoughts on, on any of those letters in response to the mayor's vetoes. Yeah, I, I just thought it was more rationalization in all three cases. Like, you know, I, I just think they were defensive. They were trying to argue why they just had to put these things on the ballot. But I see no grounds for, well for putting either the uh, term limits for the council or the... Um, the employee pay raises on the ballot. They, they, they pick and choosing which ones they want, and the ones they want are ones that they, they think that mayor will disagree with. That, that that will be hard for the mayor. Now they say, oh, well, it just happens to be that that it may drive voter turnout. Although I think Councillor Burgo has said that he hopes it will uh, uh, drive voter turnout. I would submit that they all hope it will drive voter turnout. They want to get at this mayor. You know, uh, I don't know whether he's going to run again, um, uh, but I, I I just think it's disheartening that that. The, the council politics is all about, you know, the councilor's ambitions as opposed to, you know, what really is good for the city. That's my take. And I, I've known all these people a long time. I like, I like all of them. Uh, I think all of them have done good things for the city. All of them have had interesting ideas uh, from time to time. Some I've agreed with, some I haven't agreed with. But I just think that some of them have been on too long. I tried to bring up the point with Council President Morad when she laid out why she thought the CPA question should be brought back up. She said something like it was like, you know, 49% to 41% that it passed and the people left it blank. And No, no, that, that, that's inaccurate. I heard her say that it was a narrow victory. It was 48%, 49% to 41%. That's an 8% uh, uh, victory for the CPA. It was not close. It was hundreds of votes. And hundreds of votes in a, in a municipal election is a lot. It's not a lot in a national election. Well, her, her characterization was that a lot of people left it blank and that if they hadn't left it blank, that it might have come out very different. But well, couldn't you just couldn't you re, rerun every election based on that? Yeah, same idea? I mean, every election that you could count the number of blanks in the at large race. You could count, you know, where, where people don't vote for the full five. You could count the number of blanks in in any race where people are not familiar. I leave blanks myself as as well acquainted as I am if I'm not uh, very familiar with a, a ballot question or whatever. That that to me is just a function of people not being familiar with it. Uh, I think that um, the CPA uh, passed by a healthy margin. Uh, uh, the only councilor who says she's being inundated by calls is Councilor Morad, and even she admits that maybe they're the same people. I would submit that they're a lot of the same people. They're ideologically conservative, minimal government people, uh, most of them Republicans, who just really don't want this to, 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 to be on uh, the books. And it's a modest amount, you know, depending on what your property is worth, anywhere from 30 or $40 to 70 or $80 a, a year to tax bills that are 3000 to $6,000 a year. It's nothing. You know, I think what's happened is Councilor Morad is sensitive and Councilor Gomes is sensitive to the fact that that the irresponsible things they've done on the, the manager's pay raises, the irresponsible things that they've done on health insurance, the fact that they've never advocated to the state legislature to reform the pension system for which they all get those pensions, those are the things that really drive the, the tax budget in New Bedford. And they're sensitive. They keep saying the taxes are going up under the, under the mayor. Yeah, taxes are going up under the council also. 
You know, and it's the council that actually sets the tax rate. Now, they set it based on how much the city is spending, and they can only cut. But the reason that the city is spending is so much is those health insurance, which the mayor has tried to change repeatedly, the pensions and the health insurance for retirees. All of those things can be changed by the state legislature. They also get the pension. Nobody on the city council is advocating for the state legislature to change those laws. So I don't think they're really trying that hard. And I think the CPA being on the, on the ballot is just cover for saying we are trying to do something about taxes. Uh, in in Councillor Gomes' press release today, he mentions that in 2017, the, the decision to change, the uh, question to change the mayoral term to four years, he says the question narrowly passed, he uses the word narrowly passed by a mere 777 votes out of 14,098 ballots that were cast, which he says represents only 25% of registered voters. Uh, here's my thing. If you pull in 25% voters, voter turnout in a New Bedford election, you're actually doing pretty well. Look, if they have this four-year ballot question and it goes back to two years and it wins by 777 votes, they will not be saying it only won by 777 votes. Hundreds of votes is a lot in a municipal election. A close municipal election is five votes, 20 votes, 30 votes. 777 votes is not close in a municipal election. It's, it's, it's five or six percent, whatever it is. It's, 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 it's a lot. And these are people, the same people, Brian Gomes and Linda Morad, who opposed the the uh, four-year term. Uh, it was six years ago that it passed. We only had one mayor serve one term under it. We haven't had a good look at it yet. These people have always been against it. They've used this opportunity of the rent stabilization question to piggyback both that and the CPA question onto the ballot. The public knows what they're doing here. The question is... Will the voter turnout be, be good enough to stop them? And so they're, they're going to do it. I say put the term limits question on the ballot and put the um, employee pay raises on the ballot and have the freshman counselors propose it. All right, let's uh, take, a, take a call here. 508-996-0500. If you want to call in and speak with Jack Spillane, good morning. You were on WBSM. Good morning, Jack. This is Colleen from the deli, and this is, uh, and hi, Tim. Hello. I was I didn't realize you were on doing something else. I was I was in the other room, so I wasn't listening to the radio. I just wanted to tell you. I know you're making your own chicken at home to bring to work. Well, my sister in law does that. Did you ever go to the Dollar Tree? Uh, yeah, I've been there. They get those nice, good size um, divider tray uh, containers with the covers mm-hmm. that you could bring them in. They would be only probably a buck for two of them or whatever. They're yeah, good I, size though. I got some. Oh, I got some at the uh, at the store when I was buying all the stuff, and you know there was only like three or four bucks for a four pack. And when I put the food in it, I was like, I wish I had a bigger bucket. And then I'm like, no, 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 this is the right portion. This is what I should be having. But- <laughs> it's all about portion control, isn't it? <laughs> but anyway, you guys have a great Easter. You as Thanks, well. Thanks, Ken Carly. Take care. See you later. Bye-bye. And uh, why don't we take our first break of the hour. If you want to call in, 508-996-0500. If you want to send in an app chat message, that is up and running again. We'll be right back with more Turning on the Light with Jack Spillane in just a few. And more talk with Jack Spillane as we are turning on the light. If you want to call in and chime in, 508-996-0500. If you want to send in an app chat message, you can. Uh, Bob Cabral sent in an app chat message that says, Transparency, we need to stream all meetings now. It will make things clear. It will tell us if there are other discussions. We need an independent thinker. I agree with Jack. The three newbies are being... Oh, looks like it got cut off. But that So that is um, something that I was talking with Jim Marshall 
the other night, and they're working on on working further on those plans of getting everything so that it can be live streamed. So I, I really think that's important. Um, I, my my recollection, well, they, they did it during the pandemic, so it seems like they should they do have the technology to do it. And I, I could be wrong, but my my recollection is that years ago that they were live streamed when I was in New Bedford, but at a certain point they they stopped being. But uh, uh, I think that. It's a instantaneous society nowadays, and and decisions are made, and they affect things immediately, and and people want to weigh in 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 real time, and so I don't know why the technology in New Bedford should be behind where it is in other places. Like, I think that um, I think that you you know the, the main council meetings definitely need to be uh, the committee meetings should be, but I also understand like if it has to be something that's done in increments. Yeah, because I mean, let's face it. You've seen what happens in some of these committee meetings. They're five minutes long. They're you know, they're, it's it's things getting moved around. It's um, a lot of things that that the public probably isn't interested in. So I think like to start, if you have to start somewhere, it's okay to just start with the big things people care about, rather than have it be all have to be all at once. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah, it strikes me that plus that, they need that. They don't have that manpower over there. I don't think. Yeah, it it, it strikes me that that um might be the manpower issue, the woman power issue that is really the um, problem that they have the technology, but you have to have somebody monitoring it, at least one person, especially something like a council meeting where, you know, unusual things can happen and you have to be able to go with it. So um, maybe depending on the agenda, how long the agenda is, they could do it for the committee meetings. I do think that a lot of the action does take place in committee meetings and the committee meetings, unlike years ago, are usually held in the council chambers now because almost all the committees are council committees of the whole, whereas used to, they used to have smaller committees, a lot of them. Uh, so I think that... Um, uh, maybe it is a good idea to, to do as many as you can. And, and also involve some of those high school kids that w- want to get into TV production as part of it because that's how we made extra money. When we were kids, when I was in high school, we could make extra money by by going. At the time, yeah. we didn't have live stream capability, but we would go and we record select meetings and we record school committee meetings and that's how we would make a few extra bucks. Yeah, obviously high school kids would have to be monitored because they are kids and you don't know if they would have the background to make some decisions that they would need to make. But oh no, we just showed up and turned on the camera. We we, yeah. didn't, we didn't have to have anybody monitoring us. Yeah, I would be a little concerned. Those, those were taped though. Yeah, yeah. I would be a little concerned about high school kids without without a supervisor there, but, but maybe, um, I don't know, maybe if you can set up a set of rules that they had to follow, then maybe you could. Well, and also the way things were on these days too, uh, they could be there on scene and somebody else could be back in control, you know, like running everything that goes on too. Yeah, my impression now is that it's all done from the, the editing studio, that even at the regular council meetings that there was not somebody in the room. So this might be a surprise. I'd never been to a council meeting until Tuesday night when I was, yeah. you know, invited to the council meeting. And I was watching how it works because I've, I've only watched it on TV. And when you're on TV, you don't see the person sitting up there in the mm-hmm. in the corner actually running things. In the balcony. Yeah. So, I mean, I think I think that there's... Uh, my my conversation with Jim was that there's a lot of there are a lot of things that we don't understand and, and how it actually all works, yeah. but that they are working on all those different facets. So, five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred. Good morning. You are on with Jack Spillane. Hello. Hey. Good morning, guys. What's on your mind? Hey, with all the money that the cable TV people make off us, uh, you know, uh, they should be able to put somebody up there. The rest of it, to me, the rest is all blah blah blah. But bingo. <laughs> nonetheless. Uh, Jack, I, I, I know one time there with Linda Morad when the, she was on, one of the last statements she made before she went off is, oh, by the way, 
your water bills and sewage bills are going to be way up high next year, beginning next year. Yeah. Uh, if somebody fell asleep on the wheel on that one, again, there was supposed to be some grant money that they could probably get because New Bedford is a poor city. Uh, who was supposed to apply for that? Was it them? Was it the mayor? In other words, who dropped the ball? I don't know if you wrote something on it already I because did. I'm not. I'm digitally challenged, but I, I think that's as important as the tax increase that we're going to get a an increase because somebody was asleep at the wheel and they didn't apply for this grant, or are they uh, late trying to get the grant? Yeah. So a couple of years ago, I did write a couple of columns on this. Um, a couple of years ago, during the high point of the pandemic, the city council chose not to apply for state revolving funds to help them pay for uh, the separation of the water and sewer pipes that has been mandated by a, a, a consent agreement that the city of New Bedford has entered into with the Environmental Protection Agency. The reason for the separation is to keep Buzz's Bay clean. Now, the mayor has told me that he thinks that the EPA is a little bit stringent in the level to which they want to make uh, 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 Buzz's Bay clean. But the city has entered into this consent agreement. And if you don't enter into the, the agreement with the EPA, they sue you. And so the council, in my opinion, irresponsibly chose not to apply for the, the, the water and the sewer uh, and water revolving funds that year. And um, they put off a year of raising the rates. Now, the city with this EPA agreement has a, uh, a over time, the rates have to be ri risen. And they are artificially low, they say. To, at a certain level to um, do this cleanup work and also to upgrade, not even to separate the sewer and water pipes, but just to upgrade the city's um, water filtration system in general. And so they have ag agreed with the EPA to do this. Um, and if they don't do it, they could get sued and probably will get sued. And that will cost them a lot more. Now, so these, by delaying it a year, that caused the other years to have to go up more because you have to make up for the year that you delayed. So there's been a delay on, on that that's now going to hit um, because of what the council did. Now, it's not entirely the council's fault. The water and sewer bills are going up because of this, of this agreement. And I, I you know, I, I have mixed feelings about this. I think you do have to separate these water and sewer pipes. We, you know, the shellfish beds, different things in the bay, they have to be cleaned up. How clean you have to make it? Well, the, the, the suburbs are going through this with their septic system regulations now. But I do think there has to be some sort of gradual way to get there, both for the suburbs and the city. Well, um, my, my problem, Jack, is that they didn't apply for the grant. I'm sure New Bedford being a poor city would have got something to help pay for this. Now, who was supposed to apply now, for the grant? Okay, the so they, they, that was a state grant that they did not apply for. Okay. And the following year, and the rationale that they gave, which had some logic to it, was that that um, people were already struggling with the pandemic and, and they really didn't have the money to do that. The following year, they, they applied for it again, and that program is back on track. There is other money. This is a separate pool of money in the opera funds that is also available for water and sewer upgrades. I don't know how much of that the Mitchell administration has, has recommended. Maybe perhaps they should recommend more. I know that there were some debates between the council and the administration as to how much of the opera funds should go to things like water and sewer. And some of the councilors didn't want to spend anything on the Zaitarian upgrade, for you instance, think which, I think is a, which I think is a big mistake because it brings a lot of tourism, a lot of um, uh, business into the downtown for restaurants and hotels and other things. Well, uh, again, do you think some of the money for CPA could be used for that too? 
The CPA is, is more for... Um, Community uh, preservation. We're trying to preserve the sewer and the water. Yeah, and the- I, I, you'd have to look into that. The, the CPA specifically outlines housing development, which I think is, a, is an unspoken thing that putting the CPA thing on the ballot could really undermine housing expansion in the city. I'm not, I'm not because t- some- trying to put CPA on the ballot. I'm, I'm talking about using some of those community, community sir, preservation sir, weapons to preserve sir, our... Sir, just listen to me. I, I, what, what I said was... That the CPA can be used for housing, it can be used for historic preservation, and it can be used for open space and playgrounds and things like that. So putting it on the ballot endangers those things, specifically I, housing in the middle of a housing crisis. I didn't ask about putting it on the ballot, but that's beside the point. Well, you asked about trying to use CPA funds for something that CPA funds can't be used for, which well, is what Jack's well, explaining to you. Okay, all right. I, I, thank you for, for explaining that to me. But is there any way that they can get any money to help this big increase? We've had increase in taxes and Increase in, you know, in, uh, in well, all well, these funds. Yeah, yeah, there is. I just, I just outlined two pools. One is the state pool, which for one year, because okay. of the pandemic, they refused to borrow one. And the other is the APA money, which the council seems to want to spend a little bit more money than the mayor. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. What, in fact, I don't know whether the mayor has, has decided to spend any money from that. But there are t- t- several pools. I think that there is a good argument to use some of that money for that. But... Some of the people that are making that argument are the same people who are saying don't use any of it for things like um, uh, uh, upgrades to uh, the infrastructure, the the, the um, tourism and and infrastructure like that. Uh, so if we don't get related. some aid, is it the mayor's fault or is it the council's fault? Well, I, I would place more of the blame on the council, but I think it's probably blame to go around on both. Okay, I wish they would do something. You know, Jack, I know you're still working, Okay. And when you work, it's easy, you know, to say, well, these things got to go up. But if the day ever comes where you just retire, Jack, it's a different story. <laughs> it's yeah, not too far me. off. It's not too far off for me. Well, maybe. I know. But the day that comes, Jack, it'll be, well, you know, every little bit counts. And you know, like over in Fairhaven, you're going to be, we're going to tighten our belts. We've got to sharpen our pencils. And that there's no effort to do that here in New Bedford. It's I, just spend, spend, spend. I, I think that that is a legitimate point, And I think that they especially have to look for ways to reduce the property taxes for senior citizens who are on fixed incomes and others who are on fixed incomes. I think that there is a good argument for that. A lot of that has to take place at the state legislature level. But, you well, know, nothing gets, nothing gets cheaper in life in the city and town's expenses. Well, again, that's Alphonse and Gaston. You got it. No, I got it. It's got to go through the state. No, you got to go through the city. They got to make the, uh, the, the application, all that sort of stuff. But, sure. Jack, keep up the good work. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I don't agree with you on everything. But I think by you, you're certainly shining a light on a lot of this uh, malarkey that's going on in the, in the city. And I want to apologize if I was a little bit short with you. No, I, no, I, no, I just no. I just want to get that point out about what the CPA no, is used no, for. No, no, no. I'm not going to be like the city council and the mayor and hold it against you <laughs> and all that sort of stuff. Okay. I, I'm, not, I'm not a kid in a playground. They, you know what they got to do? I don't know what you had with your, your report card. They got to learn, learn to work and play well with others. Play well with others. That's that right. used to be on the report cards in elementary school. Work right. plays well with right. others. Okay, Thank you guys. for the call. Take Have a good day. Yep. We get some other calls here. We want to squeeze in before we go to take a break. You are next with Jack Spillane. Hello. Hey, Jack. Hi. Top of the morning to you guys. Top um, of the I, why isn't it they can't take the chlorine right out of the water? I mean, that's uh, chlorine is causing cancer, and we don't. I don't think we need it unless they're using it to clean the pipes. We have chlorine in our toothpaste. Two is... Um, I think you're confusing chlorine and fluoride. Well, aren't the both? I'd rather fluoride, rather. Correct. Aren't those... Isn't fluoride still being put in the water, and why? 
it's a different substance than chlorine. Um, uh, I, I, I'm not uh, 100% up to speed on this issue uh, as to why they put chlorine in the water. I know, obviously, they put fluoride in the water to protect uh, people's teeth, particularly children. And it has great has had great success in protecting against cavities uh, for children. Uh, it's a different... <laughs> you know what? I'm 69. I don't have that many. If you brush your teeth and floss, I mean, someone's making a big killing off of that. Well, kind I, of, uh, who, who are we going to believe? You or the scientist, sir? Well, now you sound like Dr. Fauci. No, I mean, Dr. I don't Fauci want to get into all that. That's a compliment. Dr. Fauci right. is a noble public servant who has yeah, done he is a science. Yeah, okay. decades of, and of public service. I'm just service, being but. facetious. But let me say one other two quick other things. When are they going to straighten out, even though it has nothing to do better, but with the uh, sewage being dumped in the uh, Westport River on the beginning of that, where the, all the kayaks are being uh, taken for the summer and stuff. And two is I can't justify $750,000 a year coming up in the next three years for the MBTA um, person that just got hired for that job. Plus, he's making another 180000 on top of the uh, retirement that he got yeah, out of New York City. I don't, I don't mean to, to, to be rude, but those questions don't really fit into the conversation that we're having right now. Uh, also, that, that's a small pittance of what New Bedford's share for the MBTA costs. So let's, let's, let's talk about real, real issues. Okay, guys, happy Easter to you. All right, take it easy. Uh, I, sorry, I didn't mean to hang up on you there. I just, uh, you know, we got the, the conversation rolling. We got people that want to ask questions related to the topic. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. Oh, good morning. Uh, good morning, Jack. I read your column uh, Friday, and I'd uh, just like to say that I think you're wrong on, on one of the questions. Uh, the revisiting uh, the salaries, that shouldn't be the question. The question should be, should the mayor and city council be required to follow human resource guidelines as far as salaries go in the city? That way you end up curing the disease instead of just going after a, 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 a symptom. Well, I can see your point about that. Um, I do generally like to follow the, the recommendations of the professional staff, but there are cases where the professional staff is wrong. And I, I do think that the elected officials should have the ability to override them when they are wrong. So I don't, I don't have any issue with the council or the mayor having that role. I do think that the council over, wants to override the staff and the mayor all the time. And I think that's, that's related to micromanage, their desire to actually be the mayor, to micromanage the city. So I, I, I see your point that you know, it, it might be don't recommend override the professional staff, but we've all seen instances where the, you know, the professional staff is human. They can make mistakes. You know, yes, I just, I, I, I just object to the quickness with which the council over, over, um, rides them in the haphazard manner where Councilor Moore went through all those, um, areas and just substituted her own judgment, which was based on nothing more than I think people with the same name title, uh, 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 department, uh, what was it called? Um, uh, uh, D d uh, department head versus assistant department head and, and they should all have the same salary based on the same title in their job. It's, it was ridiculous. Well, if you, if you allow the city council or the mayor to override without any uh, other option, uh, then you're giving them dictatorial pro uh, pro progress in this process. Uh, and uh, they should say, okay, I, I disagree with this one job. Go back and figure this out, and let's get this straightened out. Not across the board, because what you, what we ended up having is a bunch of monkeys with a football, and nobody knew what to do with it in the end. I see your points. 
All right. Thank you for the call. I'll get a hold of you there. We do okay, have to, thank you very much. We do have to take a break. When we come back, more with Jack Spillane. Stay- I want to apologize to the caller that was on hold, but I had an issue with the phone where it wouldn't, wouldn't let me put you on hold, so I had to reboot the phone. So you're going to want to call back in. Uh, tonight, Jack, you have a very important edition of the chat. Usually it's on Wednesdays. Tonight it's mm-hmm. on Monday because uh, yeah. you've got, you got a special guest. Yeah, we, we scheduled this one on Mondays uh, to, to accommodate State Rep. Chris Hendricks' um, uh, schedule. Uh, I'm very excited about this one. Chris is a dynamic new, um, I think he's in his third term now, state rep um, from the north end of New Bedford. He represents the new minority-majority district. Um, he used to represent a Kushnet, and his district changed in some of the redistricting. Chris is, um, along with Tony Cabral and Mark Mantigny, probably the most progressive of the um, local legislators. So uh, it should be interesting to find out what he's up to, some of the bills he's working on, and some of his thoughts on the issues facing the city. Like I said before, always interesting conversations with him, always very blunt and straightforward about yeah. stuff. So he, he, I have to say that, that of the local delegation, he is one of the most straightforward guys. And so uh, you really get what he's thinking. So it's, it's, it's good. So how can people check that out? They can go on to uh, com. Uh, Google New Bedford Light. NewBedfordLight.org. As soon as I said it, I knew I was wrong. Um, <laughs> uh, go on to New Bedford Light's website. It'll be right there at the top uh, tonight. Um, it'll be live uh, uh, videocast, and then it'll be on our site uh, you know, forevermore, as far as I know. All right, so you can check that out again 7 o'clock tonight. Right now, we're going to take our final break of the hour, and when we come back, if we can squeeze in some more calls with Jack, we will. 508-996-0500. And the final few moments of the program here before we give way to Bill O'Reilly, and then after that, it'll be Barry Richard. Uh, I would love to say, give us a call, 508-996-0500, but the phones apparently crowd. Is Mercury in (laughs) retrograde, Jack? Do you know? Because I am the last person to ask that. We've had all kinds of technical issues going on here, but uh, hopefully we can get that running uh, during the Bill O'Reilly segment so that Barry can take your phone calls coming up uh, when he comes on the air. Then later on this evening, we have a very important announcement coming on South Coast tonight, so you're going to want to stay tuned for that. Um, They're going to have a big... Big announcement right at the top of the show, and uh, you'll be able to find out more about it then. I'm sworn to secrecy until that point, but um, it's 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 pretty interesting. I'll say that much. You're going to want to tune in for it. And then, of course, we will have um, the election results from the different towns uh, coming into South Coast tonight, this evening, I am sure. Uh, Freetown, Lakeville, and Fairhaven tonight, tomorrow, Dartmouth, and, of course, uh, very important school committee races in those towns, and, and there's a lot of... Um, ideologies that are on the ballot with some of these school committee. Yeah, there's been a push uh, uh, for this anti-LGBTQ plus uh, legislation um, on a number of various school committees. Our reporter Colin Hogan had a story this week um, on what's going on in um, Tritown and also Dartmouth. So either if you live in one of those towns, no matter what your ideology is, get out and vote. It's important for everybody to get out there and vote. And And I don't think anybody's listening to this show and taking, you know, what I say about a particular candidate in having that make up their mind. That's why I don't like those accusations. If you're trying to sway the election, you're assuming people listen to me. They only listen to me about food. They don't listen to me about anything my, else. My long experience with people as a political journalist is that people make up their own minds. Yeah. If And if they are being swayed by whatever it is that I say, 
it's probably not a good idea if we let them into the ballot box because I don't even know what I'm talking about most of the time. All right, that'll do it for us for today. If you missed any part of the show, you'll be able to catch the podcast wherever you get your podcasts from. And, of course, right on the WBSM app. It's nice and easy to be able to download all of our shows right there and to listen to them there and to stream them and to get all of our stories and to get all of our breaking news alerts and live traffic and weather. And it's all brought to you by South Coast Towing. So make sure you get on over to your app store and download it if you haven't already. And if you ever run into any trouble getting the app, just email me, Tim at WBSM.com, and I'll help you out. That'll do it for me until tomorrow. Enjoy every sandwich.